and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a very special guest for you, all the way from New Zealand, Bobby Richardson, who is a spiritual author, channeler, creator and visionary. Many of her creations, including books, art, recorded music, productions and presentations are inspired by wisdom received via her visions and dreams while searching for the truth of human potential. In 2006... She met a Cherokee elder who confirmed with Bobby's messages and premonitions that humanity was under the control of a few things or two. The knowledge gained helped her fine-tune her gifts of exploring other dimensions and seeing into other realms of why humanity isn't at its true potential. Bobby also creates all of her own illustrations herself via photography, drawings or paintings and she's also a singer-songwriter that has recorded and sung 15 originals one where she performed on channel 7 today tonight show which led her to perform her song at a broncos game in front of over 20,000 people bobby has gathered many messages over the years about the potential of humans And in this interview, we get a little woo-woo on you. We unpack her latest book, Jonah and Kitty, an interdimensional journey of self-empowerment and self-discovery. We talk about how our reality is a direct reflection of our inner self. So now it's time to tune into this woman who has a wealth of wisdom to share. Enjoy. Today we have another very special guest for you, Bobby Richardson, all the way from sunny Queensland, although she said it's not that sunny today. How are you? Hi. I'm very good, thank you. So we've got Bobby on the show today because of her book, Jonah and Kitty, but before we sort of unpack the book, let's unpack Bobby. So tell us your story, Bobby. So, well, I've um, always seen things that others can't. My mother had the same gift and my children do as well. Um, and through that, I, I I think there's a lot of people out there that do, um, but they keep it to themselves. And because I had that gift, I started really getting curious, like Alice going down the rabbit hole of what was going on. And uh, I I got to a point where I decided to ask for the truth of everything. 
Uh, and I started getting messages and I also asked to meet someone of high integrity that I could that could help me and I met an elder and I ended up getting having some pretty unreal experiences happening and realizing that uh, the potential of humankind was way more than what we thought. So that's my that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Mm. So, Bobby, you're clairvoyant, so you can see things. So for our listeners who probably has never experienced this before, when you're saying you can see things, what are you talking about? Um, so I would – it doesn't happen all the time, but there'd be occasions – it usually happens when I'm waking up. Um, my daughter takes it to a different extreme than that. Um, but I, I will wake up and see something that's trying to give me a message or prop me into uh, becoming more for myself. Um, and it, it can be anything from people, people who are passed over to to other dimensional beings to um, just objects. Um, for messages, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's so, interesting. So, Bobby, is this something that you can switch on and off now? Um, I've got control of it now. Mm. Uh, I ask for what I want. Uh, I took the reins a few years ago because it was becoming too much and I said this, I didn't want to shut it down like my mother did, but I wanted to make sure that it's. I, I learned a lot about myself and everything through it so I took the reins and said this is what I can handle. Mm. So Bobby how did you do that for those that are clairvoyant and we've had a few people on the show who actually are very clairvoyant how um, are you able to control that? It's it's just a matter of making a choice and saying this is what I need from me and not being afraid to be assertive and say that's that's all I'm going to handle. Uh, you could you could just choose just to uh, focus on you know, whatever question you want at the time, or just just make sure that you know exactly what you want out of it. That's how I changed it for myself. Mm. So yeah. it's almost like you created etheric boundaries for yourself. Yes, mm. and it's just the same as living in a normal, you know, as as in a relationship with somebody else. As soon as you put up the boundaries and you say, this is my limit, then, you know, people know where they stand and they, they react better with you. So that's the same. Yeah. Mm. So because we've had, um, uh, for example, some people who have spoken about, for example, having a uh, an altar so that when you do have the energies that come through or the messages that come through, you can actually create those boundaries. We say, not now, uh, let's, you know, let's... Uh, talk about this tomorrow morning so if you make a kind of a daily ritual where you mm. meditate and you allow and give yourself that space and allow it to come through then you're actually creating these kind of etheric boundaries is that what you do I don't have an altar I just uh I'm just playing within my own mind um I don't yeah I've never really followed any religious sort of contents or new age contents I just yeah just asked Mm. <laughs> it okay. just got to the point where it was just too ma too many things that I was seeing and it was confusing. So I just went, right, enough's enough. Right. Yeah. And when you're saying confusing, confusing to what is real and what is not real? Um, confusing as to the things that I was showing, showing. I really didn't understand and I think it's because it was people that were needing help or and I didn't, it wasn't really anything to do with me. Mm. Um, so it can be confusing when you get someone coming in and saying, help me, uh, and showing you 
the way they died or passed over or whatever, and then you, you're like, well, that's got nothing to do with me and I can't, I, I couldn't work it out myself because it's someone from maybe the other side of the world or whatever. It could be anyone, you know. Mm. Um, it, it got confusing. So I needed to pull it together for myself so that I could help those people or, or myself. I, I actually decided not to focus on helping dead people. I decided to focus on uh, potential of humankind. So that's where my messages started coming from and the his, true history of humans. So that's that was my big questions. Because mm, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, when they say the more light work you do, the more that you attract and it's about who you want to work with. And it's once again, like you said, setting those boundaries. Yeah. So talk us through Jonah and Kitty. Talk us through how you came across uh, writing this book and because uh, you actually, before we got on the show, you actually talked about it's your life story but you've turned it into a bit of a fantasy. So talk us through that. Because <laughs> my life story is a fantasy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my life story is a fantasy. So I just, I, I thought if I bring it into a adventure, a fantasy book, I kind of call it faction. It's not fiction. It's not non-fiction. It's it's fiction with facts running through it, like threaded through it. Um, so yeah, I just thought if I did it that way, then people could, anyone could pick it up and read it as an Alice in Wonderland, Narnia type scenario. Or, or and not everything in the book is truth. Uh, some of it is from my imagination, um, but there is specific things that I wanted to bring across that I learned um, delving into these other places because I had the opportunity to uh, experience what our potential could be like and in that place our minds are so still and so uh, it's such a beautiful feeling to have a peaceful mind that you could uh, manifest what you wanted straight away um you could teleport telekinetic the whole thing was was uh at our fingertips but because we didn't have the doubts and the the monkey mind going from one side to another um and it was a beautiful place to be in so i wanted to bring that across to say that i was given that opportunity to see into that if i could help others say that there is a place like that that they could go to within their, themselves then we know where we're going as a hum, as a um, human consciousness knows the next step of where to go so i've put that in the book as well um, and the the information i got about the pineal gland and and balancing the two hemispheres and uh, it it all it's all in there as well even though it's a kids book yeah Mm, I love it. So uh, actually not that long ago I was um, talking about the pineal gland, the de detoxifying your pineal gland and staying away from certain foods and, and uh, chemicals and so forth. Is that something that you're into as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. Uh, I, I don't do fluoride in the water. That's a real big no-no for the pineal gland. Yeah. I was told in a dream there are certain fruits that I've I've, I've found out through you know messages on Facebook that are really good for the pineal gland. But I was actually told in a dream that the kiwi fruit is a good one. Don't go crazy with it because you'll get like you know it's pretty acidy. Um, but that can clear. I I was told that could clear. And if you think about it, pineal gland looks like a kiwi fruit, and if you chop it in half, it's an eye inside. 
so it kind of makes sense. Mm. Uh, it's, it had, uh, I think, the melatonin, serotonin in it as well, um, which is valuable because our pineal gland uses um, serotonin, uh, melatonin, and it, it will yield it with a beta culture food acid into um, DMT, which is when when that happens, when the DMT happens, that's when we start to experience these um, more potential of ourselves. But we need a still mind to be able to tap into those things. Drugs and all that can take you there, but you'll only be there sporadically. But we can do this without the outside influence. We have the ability to produce all this within ourselves, yeah. That's pretty amazing because that's a bit of a um, a fad at the moment, isn't it, with the whole DMT? Uh, there's a lot of people experimenting with different types of drugs to reach that vibration or that different realm Uh is but you won't you won't stay there unless mm. you are in the right frequency for what and if you know where you're going, like you could um, take a drug and you're already your mind's in a monkey mat in a monkey mind. Well, your drug might take you for that moment that your mind's still um, to that place, but you'll be booted out as soon as your monkey mind comes back and play. Anyway, you can't stay there. But I'm saying that you can uh, have a choice to go back and forth to these other beautiful places and and earth is one of them earth is 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 something that we are out of sync with we are supposed to be in line with her and her vibration and be able to do way more with her so yeah that's another thing that i bring in the story but it is an actual fantasy story it's following two characters into another dimension and they need to be able to clear themselves to be able to connect to save both our dimension and their dimension yeah so when you're saying for mother earth because i'm sure there are listeners sitting there going well how do we tap into mother earth so obviously a state of stillness meditation is there anything else that we can tap into mother earth I was told that there's certain mandalas if, if I get into it um, because Everything is sacred geometry. Um, our pineal gland has tiny little crystals in it, and that's scientifically proven. And if you've ever seen a resonating plate that you throw sand on it and it you up the frequency, the sand will ching into these beautiful mandala pla- things. Have you ever seen that where mm, it's called yep. somatics? Mm-hmm. Um, so our pineal gland does the same thing. Now, I was this is what I was told. When the DMT is released, it flips those little crystals into what's called an anion experience. Now, my three-year-old daughter told me this when I was focusing on this. She came up to me and said, I know where we go when we die. It's a place called anion. It's where everything is everything, but we live in our minds and our mummy, but we also live in anion as well. You have to thank me for this one. And I went, oh, Okay. So I thanked her and then I looked up anion and it was a particle in quantum physics that resided in fermion or boson, which is material or light. It could flip from one to the other. So I believe that um, what I was taught was these crystals in our pineal gland will flip from one to the other. But we've got a still mind, we know where we're going, then those crystals and we we chant just like a, a Tibetan will chant and when they chant, they go into another place um, because it's it's resonating with that frequency. So the pineal gland will then go into that pattern 
of frequency. Now, I was told the pattern of frequency for Earth was 13, um, which is only can be made with one, which means we're all one, where we're in a resonating pattern of 12 at the moment. Um, it's not, it doesn't resonate with the 13 moons and 13 months and there's actually 13 horoscopes and one's been taken off. So if you actually drew out a pattern of 13, it's a um, one line. It means because it's, it's a prime number. So that's in the book as well. It goes, yeah, into, mm. into that. De- not so much detail, obviously, because it's a kid's fantasy book and they won't understand all of that, but the, the actual book is a lot simplified, yeah. Mm. So when you're talking about chanting, what kind of chants? Because there's lots of Buddhist chants. Is it an om? Is it, what is it that you're doing like, on a daily ba- basis? I don't do, I don't do uh, a lot of it. I just know a lot of it. Um, Om is one of the is one of the key key ones. I agree with that one. Um, it I I would always suggest to people to find your own sound and then put your tongue on the top of your mouth and find what resonates with you. Um, but you don't need to. Um, if we the most important thing is to have a still mind. That's what I was told. Everything else will come from that. Like if we just focus on I can now control my mind and I've started doing blog casts to teach people um, how to steal their mind, then we can do way, way, way more with that. And you'll get all the answers yourself. So I'm only giving you my answers of what I was given, but I'd like everybody to, to, do, to get their own answers. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And in the book, there's a chapter about the matrix. I'd love for you to talk about the matrix. Sorry, say that again. In your book, you have a chapter about the matrix. I would love for you to talk to us about the matrix. The matrix, as in, as this like, are we, we're talking about um, the matrix, as in, we're under a spell. Right. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, this is a chapter of <laughs> your book. You, it's actually called The Matrix, so I'm really love to uh, unpack that one. Okay. Um, well, we're in, as far as I'm concerned, we're under a, we're in a program within a program, so very like the Matrix movie. So the program is when we're born, we're c- connected with Earth because that's and we come through here her energy but then we are controlled into another pattern another um, matrix or program so our brain has had its right brain put to sleep which is why all in the fairy tales Snow White and the females put to sleep um, and just like a bug that's had its injection uh, injection in its right wing it will just keep going round and round in circles if it's this effect part of it's asleep it won't be able to fly straight anymore so we are now being shut down to a simplified very simplified program of ourselves and that's another matrix that's put over top of us and we and now um we need to wake up that part of ourselves get balanced within our right and our left hemispheres find stillness and move on and move back into the uh program that we were 
or we were actually born into. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. And before you talked about teleporting, how do we do that? I'm curious. <laughs> well, the only thing that I've been taught, the only thing I haven't done, I've I've uh, been telepathic with the elder for over an hour. It was full on, uh, extremely heart wrenching because it takes you into another space. Of telekinetic, uh, small object, which I have a YouTube um, up about that. And uh, but the only thing I haven't done is teleport. Now, the uh, thing I was told is that we need to remote view before we can teleport because we need to know where we're going, right? So if we can remote view ourselves, project ourselves into an area that we want, it's actually breaking down the program that you're in right now. So all this that's around me is my program and then we're breaking that down and then we're uh, uh, knowing where we're going and visualising us or seeing ourselves in another position or another place and then we are recreating that around us. It's rather than we disappear, it's actually, to me, it's everything that disappears and then re re is recreated somewhere else. But you need to learn to remote view first. Mm. So first you have to go know what your programs are to be able to work with those programs. So as you are saying with the matrix, we have to be able to understand what those programs are. Uh, how do you actually do that? I know our listeners are sitting and going, but I want to know exactly how do you actually do that? How do you tap into the matrix? Obviously, you were talking about clearing your pineal gland, meditation, the state of stillness, but how do we know what are our programs? Give us some examples of what would be some programs. Well, the thing is there's a natural program that we we need to get back to. Uh, as, as a child or a baby that's born into this. The, the thing is, a program is our belief system and our limitations of, of ourselves. So I'm all I can say is if you want to know more, I would suggest very quickly to start off with control your mind, start to control your mind, learn to do that. If you can learn to control your mind, and find the stillness, you'll start getting the answers yourself. I could sit here and tell you all my information and wisdom, but unless you've actually experienced it, because I can't show share with you the feelings that come with everything. Like even when I was telep telepathic with the elder, the feelings that come with that, because you are linked with somebody else's life in that moment, is so extraordinary. Um, so the the programs, there's as far as I can tell you, there's one program that's been put over us and one program that we need to go back to. And the only way you can do that is to start learning to control your mind again and not let the influence of the educational system, the government, even your parents that have been programmed uh, dictate to you who you are and your powerful self, your centered self. And then from that, your program or your person or the person that you are that's connected to the earth will start shining through. That's, that's the only way I can explain it. Mm. So from, I'm just uh, trying to uh, understand it here. So for example, a program would be programs from our, our guess, uh, development years. So programs from our parents, our environment, what we saw on TV, what we read in books. Is that correct? Yeah. That would be our yeah. program? Yeah. Our, yeah, our belief on who we are right now right is is one program but if you think about it most people in the world 
aren't happy with themselves, uh, project crap on others, are very victimized. So the program we're in right now is a very victimized state so that we can be kept under control. It's easy to keep someone under control when they're a victim. Um, right. our, program, our, our true program to the earth, the one we're born into, is nothing like that. Right. So then once we still the mind, so how do we do that when we've got the monkey brain going boom, yeah. boom, boom, jumping so, all over around? <laughs> so how do we do that considering we live on earth, very fast-paced yeah. environment, and we've got this monkey brain getting in our way? How do we do that? The first thing, I'll tell you a quick little story. It was a very interesting one. When I was driving with my uh, fiancé in New Zealand, I had this, I'd never had channeling or anything like that before. It's the first time I experienced it. Wondered if, wondered if it was my own self talking to myself or what. But it was, there was this voice that came across my mind that said, just think positive. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Push it aside. And it kept saying, just think positive, just think positive, this whole like hour-long trip. And I'm like, yeah, what? Well, why would I even bother? And then the voice said to me, well, why would you not try? It doesn't matter no one else can hear what's in your head. Let's just give it a go. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Still didn't really acknowledge it too much. We get to the beach where we were going to take my, my fiancé was a uh, photographer. He's going to take some photos. And, and I'm sitting in the car and the same voice in my head, very subtle, could have been my own, said, open the car door and dig. That's pretty random. So I'm like, okay, I'll open the car door and I'm like, where do I dig? This like little sparkle sparkles up um, out of the sand and I'm like, oh, I'll dig there. I dug about, you know, two to three centimetres, four centimetres down and there was a solid gold bracelet that was a chunky one, you know, $300 worth or whatever and, and a couple of pendants and I went, hang on a sec, I think I have to – listen to this voice so that was my first step the first step they told taught me was just start thinking positive so every time I caught myself thinking negative they taught me to find one object it doesn't matter what it is it could be a car could be even a place could be a person could be something that really gives you a nice easy feeling I chose a fluffy duck at that time I've now changed it to a sunflower and I that's my default so every time I thought negatively and I didn't like what I was thinking or then I – and sometimes you need to think negatively just to work things out. I, I don't want to stop people from thinking negatively and, and the fact that they can learn something from it. But if you can control – this is to teach yourself to control your mind. You think of that one thing like a sunflower every time, then your brain starts having a default program in it to be able to come back to one thing. And then you can take that one step further and start, if you think something negatively, say about your ex-husband or something like that, then you can go, okay, instead of a sunflower, I'm going to now learn to change the story in my head. It's not as bad as what I thought. Let's see it from a different perspective. Let's see it from uh, a, a perspective of, of observation and and so you can t change the story so that's the next step I was shown and then after that they was telling me um, to still to to learn just to come back to nothing so nothing was I'm not a mother I'm not an artist I'm not a 
I'm, I'm not a human being. I'm just, there's a blank canvas. Now, what's the things that you like in your life? Bring them back into your life. And, the, and then you watch what happens the next day. Everything that you were panicking about starts falling away. People that were annoying you don't either, they don't annoy you anymore or they aren't um, in your life. They start, they leave um, because our, our uh, environment reflects who we are all the time. We're creating our reality all the time. Mm, I love that. So you're you're basically uh, have an object to focus on as a way to steal the mind. And mm. so when you catch yourself thinking negatively, you think of whatever the object is for you, and that that slows down the monkey mind for you to be able to tap into the matrix, the yeah. pattern that's been imposed onto you, for you to break through the pattern, start working that's with it. Exactly right. To yeah. then. Uh, connect with Mother Earth, which is our original program that we came in with. That's right, yes. Then we can go sit outside, connect with her, ask her. She, you, she knows, you know, amazing. She'll grow food for us if we wanted to. She, she wants us to live here, but she doesn't want us to, of course, destroy her and she will protect herself. So if we go out, sit outside, and we ask her for something, then she'll it'll she'll supply it for us. We have to have faith in the fact that Earth wants us here, that the universe wants us here, that we are something special, that we are we have unlimited potential, that we don't. And everything that you know, we can discuss politics and all that will all start falling away because we don't. We don't need somebody to be the superior of us anymore. We've taken the reins back again. Mm. So that's what I was taught, and I put it to practice. I got to the point where I had a still mind, so I went out into a field, just a random field, sat down, closed my eyes, said, okay, I can still my mind for at least a few moments now. If I can do that where nothing exists, I should be able to, without looking, just pick a blade of grass and it will be a four-leaf clover. And that was my focus. So I just sat down, didn't look, just closed my eyes, stilled my mind completely, picked this blade of grass at the side of my head, um, yeah, and then uh, looked at it and, it and it was a four-leaf clover. And I went, holy crap, we are. We are creating our own reality. So I put it to, to the test before I could actually speak about this or write about this. I put everything to the test. And uh, another good thing is to get people to learn to manifest their own life is start off with something small, five-cent pieces. I see five-cent pieces all the So you're reprogramming your brain. I see five-cent pieces everywhere. First you go, geez, I'm just telling myself a load of crock here. And then you start, you slowly start after a while believing it. And then you'll start seeing five-cent pieces. And I, I told a guy that once and he <laughs> He got up and found his fifth five cent piece within like moments and then he got home and I said, how are you going? He goes, I don't know about manifesting my own life but I'm 35 cents richer now. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, Bobby, our listeners are all going to go and find a green patch now and turn grass into four-leaf clovers, right? <laughs> well, why not? Anything possible. Well, yeah. So the the other thing, so you're talking about manifestation. So you're talking that you can manifest physically because I've heard about manifestation we talk about man 
manifestation all the time, but not mm. actually transform something physically like grass into a four-leaf clover. So what would be some other manifestations? Yes, you can manifest five-cent pieces and money, and the more that you do, you're shifting that mindset, um, mm. you know, and you're Start attracting- with things, yes. Start with small because what happens is our program has squished us into a very limited space. So if we start with small and then we slowly, slowly progress, okay, now someone's going to give me a gift today. I've done that. Someone's going to give me a gift today. You wake up and you're changing your reality. And then someone gave me a gift that day, a really big gift. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it, and it surprises you, but you take it on board. And there's certain things in, within your program that are harder to shift. There are certain things that are harder to shift. So don't worry about them. Just just slowly work towards them. There's still things within my program that I'm still learning to shift myself. Mm. But you have to believe in it, right? You can't just wake up in the morning and go, today I'm going to manifest $100 bill on, you know, whatever that may be. You have to really believe in it, right? It has, yeah. The whole point is with every ounce of your body, that's why I say start small. Uh, you reprogram your brain to say, I see five-cent pieces. Well, at a certain moment, your your brain will go, I see five-cent pieces. Oh, my God, I see five-cent pieces. And then it will see it because it's, oh, my God, it's real. This is real. This is happening. Your brain starts following, falling into place. So if you start off with $100, some, I'm going to see $100. Well, there's something in your brain will go, yeah. What a load of crock is that? And that's the part that you, you can't have any doubt. It has to be a complete and utter belief in in what's going to happen and it will happen. But to get to that stage, to, to um, shift the program that we have, that we don't deserve, that we're victims to our environment and, and society, it, you know, we, let's, let's just take little steps at a time first so that you could – progress yeah Mm, I love that the the other thing too as we're talking through about manifestation I'd love to talk a little bit about quantum physics because that kind of very much is aligned to what you were talking about let's talk about hologram and quantum physics would you like to talk us through those two Uh, quantum physics is the science that's on the fringe of um, science actually my daughter is a scientist but she wasn't taught any of this Um, it it goes into the tiny particles and the and the a really good let's let's say a really good video to watch is what the bleep that's a really good first one to introduce yourself into quantum physics because it brings spirituality and science together and and science ends up you know, uh, going into places that they, the scientists were going, what the heck is going on here? And realizing that uh, the us as an observer was was creating our reality. So that's that's why I like quantum physics at the moment um, because it actually resonates with what I was taught via um, all these messages that I was sent and given. Mm. So when you're talking about from the observer effect, that could actually change your reality just from um, seeing it or giving it a different meaning. Um, Us just being who we are and expectating of our reality reflects back our reality. That's the observer. We are the observer looking, looking at our reality, expecting it to be this. 
Mm. I don't expect my phone to start flying through the year. So it will not fly through the year. My program says that my fingers can't go through the table, so it can't go through the table. I mean, this is shifting. The quantum physics of that is sh that's shifting it into something that's beyond. Uh, there's a reason why there's a, a limited program, even on Earth, that we were born into, the matrix of Earth, um, so that we can't put our finger through the table. Uh, it's because we wanted to experience solid, solidness. We wanted to experience this feeling of separation. And there's a valid point to that so that we could uh, have us have collectively uh, gains a story for the uh, consciousness of all to to feel into that that's what separation feels mm. into yeah because and that's why I brought up hologram as well because when you're talking about quantum physics from an observer observer effect so the, what 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 I was thinking about is you manifesting four leaf clover with mm -hmm. grass I mean was that a physical thing or was that a hologram where it's just it manifested energetically. Uh, I believe, I mean, it was physical. It really was in my fingers and I could take it home. Um, but I believe that it's because it's because my mind was so still that nothing existed in that moment that whatever my focus was, uh, because I had no doubt whatsoever that I could I could manifest what I want in them. And it's not the easiest task to do. I can't just turn around and do that every – I mean, people out there would go, why can't she just manifest a million dollars like this, you know? Um, part of my program that I'm learning to shift is the abundance side of things. That's one of my uh, my, my uh, things. Uh, I am shifting it. I'm li living in a nice place now. and uh, But, yeah, that – the four-leaf clover as in a hologram. I'm trying to understand kind of where you're coming from there, actually. So a hologram is an image that's made up of energy. Yes, yeah. yeah so when we talk about quantum physics, from a quantum physics point of view, it's mm. about, uh, really, it's about what we're almost like our perception of what our environment is, is really uh, we're, we're projecting into our environment Yes. So this is why I was thinking like was that a hologram or was that a physical uh, transformation that took place that day? Well, if you've taken it from an energetic point of view, everything is – everything can be seen as a hologram mm. and everything can be seen as physical because our program says that my finger won't go through the, the four-leaf clover. Mm. So it is the it's the same thing. Everything is energy, and everything is solid because the program allows it to. As our program says, it is solid. Mm, love we it. we we are everything. We are everything, and everything is us. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I did want to touch on as we're talking about this. You were talking about sacred geometry. There's certain patterns that. Uh, is universal language. Uh, mm. So are we saying that, or are you saying, I should say, are you saying that from, um, I guess, a, you know, when we talk about mandalas or patterns, when we see these um, geometric 
sacred symbols. Is that having, uh, is that some sort of like communicating to our pineal gland or like how does that work from when we're talking about mandalas, when we're talking about sacred symbols? I mean, how is that communicating to ourselves through our programs? Uh, Okay, so... As far as I know, I mean, I can only say from my from what I've been taught, um, there's certain mandala patterns that can connect you to certain frequencies, and those frequencies could there could be other things living in those frequencies that that reality. Um, so, a good example would be like a crop circle. There's a lot of crop circles out there. Some of them are fake. Some of them are, are man-made. Some of them aren't. And some of them are specifically to remind your pineal gland where to sit so it will, will vibrate at a certain uh, position so that you can communicate with those other dimensional beings. Um, so to focus on some of those would be maybe bring you into um, a different uh, communication or place that you can experience. But all the thing is, all of that is is still subject to not having a monkey mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, um, we we'll just go get rid yeah. of the monkey. We do. Yep. It's, it's so darn important to learn to steal your mind and if you have anything negative that's happening in your life I would just say to to somebody okay let's just let's just come back to nothing for a while just say who are who are you and who do you like about yourself now let's just focus on those points and and really try to come back to forgetting about all the other dramas and crap and stuff and come back to to self and and start from there again mm. it's just so important but yeah I mean the I have been told a bit about the geometrical patterns and stuff I was only taught that the 13 was to do with the earth uh, the earth vibration and and the new what I call new earth or returning home um, to that uh, that program um, but yeah I mean, I would love to be able to get the other mandalas and stuff that will step you into higher vibrations to talk to, say, Palladians or another being or whatever. I've had visitations from them, but I haven't um, experienced the actual mandala that goes with with those. But I like, I think that there is certain certain patterns that will help you connect to other beings or. Or other things. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. So, Bobby, I love what you speak about, and I'm sure everyone's going to be really curious. Uh, we're all sitting here going, <laughs> this is quite fascinating. Uh, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes uh, your personal brand. What would be that one word for you? My personal, sorry? Your personal brand. So one word that really oh, my resonates. my personal brand. Yeah. Probably stillness. Mm, beautiful. And the other yeah. thing as we do uh, always, we always ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Yeah. So the first one would be from a still mind, anything is possible. 
from a second uh, second one would be love is what we love creates what we want and fear creates what we don't want. Um, and the third one would be open our mind to let's open our mind to shift our reality. Don't be afraid to to make new choices and open our mind to shift our reality. Mm, thank you. Love all three of those. And for our listeners, if you want to check out Bobby's new book, Jonah and Kitty, I highly recommend it. If you want to deep dive into some more of that yeah. magical information that she shared with us. So, Bobby, how can our listeners find you? Uh, I have Facebook uh, under Bobby Richardson Author, and I have a website, www.bobbyrichardson.com.au. Uh, I've I've got another book out that I did for the younger kids. That's picture book, and that's imagine if imagine if you could talk to you just to get them going. And I'm also writing a third book, which is UFO Girl. It's about a girl that gets taken up and taught the potential of humankind and comes back and shares it with the rest of the world. Mm, love it. Thank you so much for coming on this show. I have to say you Thank are you. one unique inspirational woman, and um, <laughs> I really unique. loved. Uh, you've got me thinking I'm sitting here, my mind's bubbling at the moment. Yay. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for your time and your energy. Thank you. Thank you very much for interviewing me. <laughs> That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.